going on? We are back. We are back. We are better than ever, I think. Yes. There's been so much going on. We went on an impromptu summer hiatus. Mm-hmm. Took the month of July off. I wish it was for a holiday. It really was. It was not. <laughs> we were in the trenches. Yeah, we was getting into it. We were. Um, you want to give the, the people a little update? Yes, I moved. <laughs> uh, I moved into a new house with my boyfriend. Super happy, super excited. But yeah, there was a lot of fucking work. <laughs> we were working our ass off. We were working my ass off. Who gives a fuck about Christmas stuff? Working my ass off. So yeah, yeah. we had to help Cece move, help her get settled. I went out of town for a little bit. Mm -hmm. It was just, we were just doing a lot. There was a lot going on. But we're back now. We're in the groove. We're about to have a whole new studio set up. There's just a lot of things happening. A lot of moving pieces. So we hope you've been well. And we hope you haven't missed us too much. But we are back. And we're getting back into the groove. And... We're settled in. Yeah, and we're coming different. Yes. We're coming different. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Um, So we have have so much to talk about. So let's just jump right in. Mm -hmm. My quote this week, I'll kick us off. And it comes from Everything Sunny in in Philadelphia. And in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, what is your confession? I'm fat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. And I am on a diet and I have started to work out because I am fat for my body. I am the heaviest I've ever been. I weighed myself the other day. Mm. (gasps) The number scared me. Wow. That's never good. Never a good feeling. The the number scared me and I was like, oh, hell no. So as I told you earlier, I have only eaten a salad today. I'm eating like a baby and i am working out every day we're doing the Lori harvey <laughs> yeah basically i'm r- literally i was looking at pilates classes today yeah <laughs> um yeah i've just got to get this weight off and get back to a place that's like comfortable and healthy and like what sparked this for real was i got some pants from zara and i couldn't fit them and it pissed me off i was yeah. like fuck this <laughs> i was like no <laughs> I yeah. need to be able to fit into these pants. And I could not. And I was like, it's not even like, oh, just go up another size. Like, I would need, like, two or three sizes to oh, fit those no. pants. And, like, that just doesn't exist at Zara no. because their sizes are crazy. So I was like, you know what? No. This, this ain't right. This ain't cool. So I am getting my shit together. But I'm actually really liking it. I'm I'm doing 12, 330. Nice. And that's been fun. And it's like now I'm like in the groove. I can like handle it. I'm not like dying. Um, so I think I'm going to have to like incorporate some more stuff. Get back on a Chloe Ting vibe. Yes. You know, Pilates. I've been thinking about Chloe Ting so much. I think I'm going to start doing 12, 3, 30 and Chloe Ting again. Because in the beginning of the panorama, uh-huh. when we were all doing Chloe Ting, we saw such good results. No, Chloe yes, works. For the last time I was working out was a year ago last year when I was about to go to Mexico. And Chloe was working because that yeah. like two months leading up to Mexico. Mexico. I got to Mexico and I was like, okay. Snatched. Cute. Yeah. So Chloe works. I think I'm going to start doing 12 through 30 and Chloe, like just back to back, just yeah. boom, boom. 
an hour workout, you know, get it all in because she will sculpt you. Yeah. If you like will. really push yourself while you're doing it, if you don't like slack off. Yeah. She she gets it going. Yeah. No, I remember I did Chloe Ting every day for a week and then I kind of fell off. But I saw results like my abs started popping out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, OK. I also found this other challenge, a Pilates challenge at home. They're 30 minute workouts and she has like a a 30 day program kind of like chloe as well Mm -hmm. an ab a full body a leg an arm so i might even do that but we're gonna i gotta kick it up like i'm now like two weeks in and so i'm starting to like not feel the burn yeah you know i feel you so but yeah that's what's happening with me very nice Mm. skinny legend in the making skinny legend we love that for you yep my quote comes from the office you know i love an office quote and it reads i'm running away from my responsibilities and it feels good (laughs) and that is how i feel since i've moved i'm just like at work and i'm like gosh i want to shop on amazon i want to go home i want to switch everything around like uh, fuck this job i just want (laughs) to be decorating and doing fun things yeah like you want to just go play with your house yeah that's cute though yeah no i've been running away from my responsibilities and like it does not help that at work now everything is picking up and it's super busy and i'm just there like same pay me more (laughs) (laughs) literally i'm like i need a raise yeah um okay so that's what's going on with us Mm -hmm. Uh, guys i just also this is not a sponsorship (laughs) this is not a plug but this LaCroix? LaCroix? The LaCroix? 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 LaCroix is the best flavor that they have. Like, this tastes like summer in a can. It, I described it to Cece the first time as pink. It tastes like pink. If pink was a flavor, this is what it would taste like. And what that means is like lemony cream soda. Yes. It's amazing. It's summer in a can. It's you so should good. try it. If you have not tried this flavor, it's so good. Cannot recommend enough. So this is what we're drinking today. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I wasn't really a fan of sparkling water for the longest time, mm-hmm. but I happened to try this one and I am obsessed. It's obsessed. so, so good. It's so good love it i can't anyway so that's just a little plug but let's get into the tv because we have so much to talk about Mm -hmm. i want to go back a couple weeks we watched a movie a couple weeks ago and we wanted to talk about it then but i have to talk about it now good luck to you leo grand oh my god yes are we also going to talk about the other movie we watched that day sure okay okay so good luck leo grand is a nice little old people love movie (laughs) you know we love an older person movie but it is about a woman played by emma thompson emma thompson and she is a sexually repressed older woman whose husband has recently died Mm -hmm. and she decides that she wants to spice up her life and really explore her sexuality so she hires a gigolo she hires an escort mm-hmm. and oh is gigolo worker. not the proper term I anymore i don't think so don't cancel me <laughs> a male sex worker a male sex worker and he's played by daryl mccormick and he's like a new actor so hot like mm. so 
charming as well. I really loved him in this role. Yeah. No, he reminded me of Remy Malik, but if Remy Malik was not like a little bit ugly. Yeah, like he was cute. <laughs> yeah, like this guy is actually really cute. Very cute. Um, and they it goes through like their four meetings is where the movie takes place. And you see her being highly controlled, very nervous, very repressed, having like a checklist of what she wants to do and what she wants to explore and not really knowing what to do and why somebody would, would be in this kind of work and being very judgmental in the beginning. And then you see her blossom and evolve with each meeting and you see their relationship develop. And it's just such a beautiful exploration of one, a person, a woman whose life was very much like planned out for her and she stayed the path that, you know, was laid out in front of her. And, you know, she had her, her kids. She married the only man that she's ever been with. And she didn't really understand pleasure or fulfillment. And I also don't think she understood happiness fully. No, and she didn't. with losing her husband and then going on this journey with the sex worker, she's able to explore sides of herself and to explore what she even thinks of the world in a way that she never really thought of before. And to see that kind of exploration was just so nice it for someone's second stage of life mm -hmm, yes i loved it so much and the end at the entire movie she's like i've never had an orgasm before mm -hmm. i cannot orgasm she's like i think i'm just one of these women that cannot orgasm yeah. so don't even try it's not on my list it's whatever and the movie ends not to spoil it but the movie ends with her being able to orgasm. And in that moment, it's not when she's having sex with him. It's when she's pleasuring herself. And that I to me... I think that was a beautiful touch. Oh, it was just the most amazing ending to that story. I died. Like, I loved it so much because it was really about acceptance and pleasure and fulfillment doesn't come from what someone can give you mm -hmm. it comes from what you give yourself and uh, it was just yes. such a beautiful it was such a beautiful film yeah no it was a beautiful <laughs> film and like both of the characters were so layered yes at first she came across as very judgmental but it kind of held it made uh, the sex worker hold up a mirror to himself and realize, mm -hmm. wait, like some parts of my life do need work. I don't really think about some of these things that she's bringing up. Mm -hmm. I am lying to my family. And if I'm not ashamed of what I do, why can't I be honest with them? And all of that stuff. And then just like the sweet moments of her looking in the mirror and him being like, you are beautiful. Your body is beautiful. Mm -hmm. You need to love yourself. I, I was eating it up. I loved it so much. I thought it was such a beautiful film. It's on Hulu. Free to stream. It's so good. I recommend everybody watch it, especially the ladies. Like, it's just, uh, it was just so cute and charming and quaint and yes. it just gave us all the feels like i loved yeah. it it was really nice really and nice i just love how i think even though they weren't like in love love they had this special connection yes that was also just like really heartwarming to see it was a it was really a story of like 
some people come along to teach you something that you yes. have to learn. Yes. And it worked for both of them. And it, it, in a way, they became kind of kindred spirits almost. Very much so. It was just chef's kiss. It was it was one of my favorite things that I've yeah. watched in a while. No, can't complain at all. I, I loved the film. Loved it. Mm-hmm. The other movie that we watched that day was Deep Water with Deep Ben Water. Affleck and Anna de Armas. This is my first time seeing Anna de Armas. She, she had, this is her first movie? No, I feel like she's been in other movies, but I'm just not familiar with them. Me either. Yeah, but she was famous before this movie, for sure. I don't know her from anything. What else has she been in? Let's see. Because... Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know. Knives Out. Random. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. No Time to Die. War Dogs. These are all movies I haven't really Oh, she seen. was a Bond girl. In oh. No Time to Die, she was the Bond girl. I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay, so she's been in a couple things. Mm-hmm. She's very beautiful. She is gorgeous and very sexy. She's sexier than I expected her to be. She has a lot of sex appeal and she reminds me of the girl from 365 DNI. She has that same kind of like skinny body, sexy, Mm -hmm. like carnal kind of sexual energy. You know who she also kind of reminds me of? Like a young Angelina Jolie. That she kind of has like an edge to her, but it's like so sexy and raw and real. Yes. She was very captivating in the movie, but she was trifling. <laughs> the whole entire movie, everybody was confused. I was confused. Adriana was confused. My our boyfriend <laughs> my boyfriend was not intending to watch the movie. He got into the movie. Our dad sat to watch it. And we were all just like, what the hell is going? on (laughs) so the movie is about a married couple who the woman is very just sexually free she's french french italian one of those and she picks up boyfriends every other week and this is a small town that these people live in In a small town her husband is very wealthy and they have a daughter and she's just out here flinging the poom poom everywhere. Yeah, she is cheating disrespectfully in this small town, and everybody knows it, including her man. In his face, and he then decides to kill all of the boyfriends <laughs> one yeah. by one. She's like, one of them dies or disappears, the next one comes. That one dies or disappears, the next one comes. Like, she just keeps yeah. picking them up, knowing that her man is, like, either killing them or getting rid of them in some way. Yeah. It's just very confusing, a very toxic um, dynamic between yeah. them. I also heard that the ending was changed from what mm. was intended. So maybe that's why at the end it was, like, a little confusing. Yeah. And apparently they cut out, like an hour of the film it was like or like a half an hour of the film like the ending was like totally different because the ending really didn't make any sense they like stayed together and stopped cheating because she finally had proof that he had 
murdered the last boyfriend and it's like yeah. you you needed him to murder three people for you to believe it like i just didn't understand that yeah here's my thing i was confused and i felt like the movie was gonna be that maybe they were in cahoots because there comes a point when like two of your boyfriends die or go missing where you start to wonder maybe my husband doesn't like me cheating disrespectfully in front of him in the whole town and also like what does that say about you that you just want to be fucking niggas in his face? Okay, yeah, that was another thing. She would introduce the boyfriends to Ben Affleck and she would have them in the house and she yes. would hook up with them in the house in front of Benny. Yeah. And then when he confronted her in the movie, he probably did it like one time. That was like a good confrontation. Yeah. She said, you'll never leave me. Your life would be nothing without me. You would would, be bored. You would die of boredom. You would like, uh, you know, Uh, which did not make any sense to me. And then he just like took it and he let her. But obviously he wasn't okay with it because he was killing all the boyfriends no it was a very it was very strange and the ending did nothing for me or the film or something so i feel like something was changed i did hear that something was changed about the ending and that probably makes a lot of sense but like i need that alternate ending because like i was kind of with it but it just like didn't make sense in the end so i was like all right like no i would have liked the movie if they were in cahoots and like she got off on having her boyfriends being murdered right I like, feel like if that was their fun little couples thing, I would have been like, oh, okay. I feel like that was probably the ending, but they just like didn't want to do that to her. Yeah. Like they didn't want to put that on a female character. Mm. You know? Yeah. But like, she's already a hot mess. Like, just yeah. take it there. <laughs> no, I thought that would have been fun. Like, she knew, oh, I knew you were killing them. I just like it when you kill for me or something like right. that. Right. Like a weird, twisted. Yeah. Like, this is like weird power play at, yeah. at work here. And it's like, who is the one that's really in control? Right. That would have been a good ending to the movie. You right. see, we just wrote the film. Right. What happened, Benny? Yeah. But he was sexy in it, he, you know, as usual. Yeah. And it was good. We it, loved it. It was okay. It was okay. It was a nice Saturday afternoon watch. And, like, just the pure shock factor of what the hell is going on was right. entertaining. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. There's that. So funny. Um, That's also on Hulu. Yeah. For anybody that wants to go watch it. Next... Oh my god. Now this is the big kahuna that we are talking about today. Mm -hmm. This is a series of books that go way back. And this is a series of movies that we have been watching now for years. I don't know. I want to say we're obsessed with it, but it's like sick and twisted. So please don't judge us. Yeah. (laughs) But we are talking about Flowers in the Attic, the book series that has now become a lifetime series of movies. Movie phenomenon. It's like the original set of movies. There was three. Three? I think there was three or maybe four of them. Maybe four. Yeah. And now we have four more basically movies but they've turned them into like they've called them like a, a part it's, of a series yeah it's a it was a four part mini series but each part was an hour and a half or yeah. more i think the last episode was almost two hours yeah so that's a lot yeah <laughs> but um you know this new set of uh, 
shows was the origin story of all the craziness that happened Happened in the first three movies so i think it only makes sense to just like give them the gist of like this nasty crazy universe okay so basically (laughs) this is about a family who have ancestral relationships with one another and it goes on through, through the, the generations. generations. There is been going on. There is a family tree that you can look up and it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> okay. Um it took us a good three days to figure out what the hell was going on in that family tree. Yes, like it's so everybody's getting with everybody. Everybody. It's really disgusting, really nasty. Um, but I read the books years ago and I was like, I, I just happened to read the books and then Lifetime was coming out with the movies. So I, we sat down to watch the movies and our entire family was just like, what is this? <laughs> like literally Cece came in, she was like, what are you watching? Sat down, got hooked. So my brother came in, he sat down and was like, what is this? Our dad came in, he was like, what is this? Yeah. And we all sat there and watched, like, the first two movies, like, stunned, shocked. Mouth open. Just crazy. Yeah. So, basically, it starts with, in the movies, you've got Corinne, who is a recent widow who was married to her half-brother, who is also her half-uncle. Yep. (laughs) We'll get into how that makes sense in the origin, but... She, her husband has recently died. So Christopher has recently died and she's got four kids and she is left without any money and any way to take care of them. So she goes, she returns to her childhood home back to her mother, um, who is wicked, who is very wicked at this point, um, with her four children that were born out of incest. So she's got four (laughs) kids. Four kids born out of incest that you think would not be fine, but they're like completely normal, beautiful, blonde hair, blue eyed kids. Right. So she returns home. Her mother is like, this is an abomination. And she locks the kids in the attic. Then her mother proceeds to try to slowly poison her children and kill them. She does. She is able to kill one of them. Um, Wait, is the grandma doing that or is Corinne doing that? The grandmother. She was doing that. And Corinne is kind of like, I'm left without anything and I need my mother to take care of me. So I'm going to go along with her locking my kids in the attic. And hopefully over time, she'll see that they're well behaved and that they're normal and that they'll be able to come out. But Corinne kind of gets caught up and starts to just like live life. And essentially forgets about her kids up in the attic. And her kids eventually run away. And they, unfortunately, start their own line of... Of incest. Of incest. Ancestral relationship, yeah. The the oldest daughter and son start to have a relationship and eventually get married and have kids. That's in movie two and three of Mm -hmm. the original set. Yeah, and then I think after that, like, those kids, they also, don't they also, like... Christopher and the... Chris, Christopher and Kathy. Christopher and Kathy, they end up getting together and having kids. And then the other daughter, um, Carrie, the other daughter, Carrie, she ends up, like, 
marrying somebody else. She, she but breaks I'm ta- the line. But I think, like, Christopher Jr. and Kathy's kids, don't they also, like, do something nasty? I don't remember. I don't Maybe. remember either. Needless to say, the incest is wild. All down the line. All okay. down the line. So now, those were the original movies. Now they decided to go back and give us the origin story of how the mother became so wicked to lock these kids in the attic and poison them. Mm-hmm. How Corinne and Christopher, Christopher got together. her brother uncle, you know, <laughs> fell in love or whatever. And like uh, how Foxworth Hall just got to be what it is today. Right. So we get the main story of the grandmother, Olivia. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, I think this series of shows did a beautiful job of explaining her journey and how she got to where she was. Because we yes. meet her and she is wicked. The lady yes. is like the devil. And uh, she just like seems like a crazy fanatic that's like super religious. Right. And it doesn't make any sense. But when we meet her, she is probably in her late 20s and she meets this uh, beautiful tall lovely southern man malcolm that sweeps her off her feet Mm -hmm. and at this point she's a little bit older she doesn't really have any other marriage prospects Mm -hmm. and she has uh, said that she's gonna live a life of a working woman and her father has a company that she is able to work in mm-hmm. and be Run alongside him. Yeah, and, and she seems like she loves her life. She's smart. She's mm-hmm. driven. Capable. Yeah. Independent. And she's nice and caring. You, you know, as, as normal as you could be. Right. And uh, as soon as she marries Malcolm, he flips on her. And it is... Immediately. Immediately. And it is obvious that she has married a monster narcissist manipulator that really just wanted somebody to run the household and like a body to have his kids literally yeah and when she gets there that's exactly what he does he basically he's got a weird thing with his mother it was never really explained we don't know if he was abused by the mother or that they just only had each other so they built this really un like unnatural relationship unnatural relationship yeah this is also where the incest kind of comes in and what leads me to believe that like this has been going on in the family from the past or just like kind of weird things so malcolm's mom the original corinne was very young when she had him Mm -hmm. i think she was 19 or 20 and Mm -hmm. she had been married for like a couple years before that complete child bride so she was a kid and she had a kid and it's basically like they grew Grew up up together together. and i feel like because of his obsession with her it is kind of implied that he was in love with his mother yes like her he fetishizes her yeah her room in foxworth hall has been kept exactly how it was the day that she left it and it doesn't seem like a grown woman's bedroom it's pink it has a swan bed it's like a little girl's room but that was his mother's room yeah and the original corinne is described as a selfish frivolous materialistic little girl yeah and, and she left her family she ran away yeah 
And so, never to be seen again. Yeah, so Malcolm, that obviously affected him a lot. And, it, like, he was probably already sick in the head, but that just, like, gave Triggered. him a whole other set of things. Yeah, really strange. Um, He is a serial rapist. Yes, he goes on to rape his wife basically the entirety of their marriage um they end up having two sons which he resents and thinks are weak and verbally and mentally abuses them um he then later on his father um gets remarried and he rapes his stepmom he rapes the servants the the black servants in the house and I mean, he's just an awful person through and through, murderer, liar, everything. Yeah, he was out there killing people, too. (laughs) That's what got me, too. I was burying them on the property. Yeah. (laughs) No Um, fucking wonder the house is so cursed. So many dead bodies are buried there. Literally. No Um, wonder they're being terrorized. So, yeah, we see their whole relationship evolve. She has these two boys at first, and she then has some complications with her last pregnancy and she can no longer have children so that's when he is like okay well who can i then get because he is on a quest to have a daughter he wants a daughter more than anything and it drives him to when his father returns from traveling and getting remarried he murders his father and rapes his stepmom Mm -hmm. to the point that she gets pregnant and she does actually have a daughter so he and alicia decide well the timeline doesn't look good your husband has been gone for a certain amount of time and now you're pregnant like it doesn't we can't you know tell people that you've actually had a child because then they'll know it's your stepson's child Mm -hmm. and that will reflect poorly on us so they basically sent her away in the middle of the night after she's given birth and alicia pretends that she had been pregnant like leading up to the birth and gives birth to this little girl who is then born corinne i feel like you're not explaining it right no you're explaining it right but like i feel like you're confusing um alicia and olivia no olivia oh maybe i don't know yeah alicia gets pregnant from the rape yes and keep in mind she already has a kid yes which is christopher the son yeah (laughs) so what they do because they don't want the whole town to find out that malcolm raped his stepmother and got her pregnant yeah is that they pretend to send alicia away they hide her in the attic yes and she has the baby while olivia the wife pretends Uh that she is pregnant yes yeah oh maybe i did mix that up um and you know once the baby um arrives they then raise corinne as their own and Alicia and Christopher are sent away to go live their life with a, a small amount of inheritance mm-hmm. from the grandfather that she was once married to. And, you know, things are happening at the house. 
it's just it's a lot of like darkness and sadness but when they jump to the future where everyone is like grown up we've got corinne who's like 17 yeah we've got her two older boys that are in their early 20s and they are all on like different kind of vibes and life paths yeah one of them is engaged who was that? Uh, that part was so sad too so sad um mal 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 was engaged and joel joel was gay joel is like secretly gay and having a relationship with one of their servants sons mm-hmm. um it's there's just like so much to this story i can't even we can't even really explain all of it yeah it's it's a lot to explain you would really just have to watch it and it is truly <laughs> like the best thing on lifetime i know lifetime has a reputation <laughs> of being super low budget and just bad writing but i swear y'all this was like watching downton abbey (laughs) it was so it's just it's like dirty downton abbey yeah it's (laughs) it's a lot of characters it's a lot of back and forth the pacing of this is so quick like you literally Mm -hmm. have to pay uh, attention because someone's being raped someone's dying some (laughs) someone's scheming like it moves at such a fast pace they really like i'm shocked at how much they were able to fit into the four episodes me too they explained a lot and And it didn't feel rushed in detail though like we really got a full explanation of how this family has evolved over time Lots of nastiness. So basically, as Corinne grows up, her stepbrother comes back into the family, into the fold after his mother dies. Not her stepbrother, her half-brother, half-uncle. Half-uncle. Half-brother, half-uncle. She doesn't know that, though. Nobody knows that Corinne and Christopher are brother and sister because they, like, faked that pregnancy. And so they fall in love. They fall in love. And Even then, though they are half uncle, half niece, as they know. And then later they come to find out that they're also brother and sister. But they decide that they don't care. They don't care. They run off together. They have four kids. And they live happily ever after until he dies. And then that's where the movies pick yeah. up. So you get like a full timeline of where this story has gone. Mm-hmm. It's really well done. It's endlessly entertaining it's so convoluted though like it is just it's a lot and the time and the the relations are crazy because of all the incest with with, within the generations but it is a very entertaining story and we enjoyed it no i was obsessed because in some parts I liked Olivia in the beginning, the wicked yes. grandmother, because she was kind of a bad bitch and she was putting her foot down in the beginning, protecting her kids. Right. Trying to put crazy Malcolm in his place. Right. But then over time, the abuse fucks with Hull, like it really broke her down. And she right. was just like constantly being taken advantage of, constantly being put down mentally physically like sexually abused to the point where like she broke yeah and i think what really broke her at the end was when i mean surprise surprise she finally tries to kill malcolm doesn't really work he becomes a vegetable right but and she just like tortures him forever oh my god yes (laughs) 
which I liked. I was Me like, too. he deserves that. <laughs> he deserves every bit of that. Right, and all the people. How did you like how he had the gall to be trying to fight her from the from the wheelchair? I that part like, was so good. I was like, what? I was like, girl, if you don't beat this nigga's ass, that he's, in, so he's literally half paralyzed. Like, what do you mean he's fighting you back right now? Like, if you don't get it together, I was so mad at her. No, that part was so good. I was like, oh, he still got it. He still got the fight. Nah, that was too much. She she literally let a man in a wheelchair beat her up. I was like, girl, if yeah. you don't get it together. Yeah, no, that was funny. But, um, and then, like, you just see her evolution. And I think her real breaking point was, like, when she was old and she was almost raped again. And she was just like, nothing is good in this world. Everything I have tried to done has gone wrong. Uh-huh. I am gonna do things my way and i'm just gonna be wicked and in a lot of ways i feel like she also but i also feel like that was she found god and she became extremely devoutly christian and i just feel like that was like an explanation of like how religion can be warped Mm -hmm. um and how it can be used for evil and not good like absolutely why why do you think that something is so evil that you must kill it no idea what what's the story there ma'am yeah um so that was also she just became insane at the end because she had she had drifted so far from the life that i that she came from and i just don't think she could even recognize herself yeah in the mirror anymore but and she, i don't think she was the one poisoning the kids i feel like corinne was poisoning her kids. no it's the grandmother can we look that up because i feel like also the parallel when corinne tried to poison her dad like Corinne is the one that be using poison. The no, grandma does. Did you see at the end of the movie when she picked I saw up- the rat poison. Yeah. But I don't think it was the grandma that ended up poisoning them. Hold on. In no? Flowers and the Attic, did Corinne. It's been a long time since I read these books. I read like the first kids. two, like way back in the day, like maybe 10 years ago. Corinne was the one who poisoned them, not. Olivia. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that made sense because when Olivia found the poison garden, she just kind of looked at it and she was like, "Mm, that's like weird. That's going to be a problem. It was like a foreshadowing. But Corinne used the poison and ended up poisoning her dad and like inadvertently also like killing her brother, killing her brother on accident. Yeah. Like that's her weapon. Mm. points points mm-hmm. were made okay well yeah flowers in the attic the origin i would say start there and then watch the movies oh yes so good bravo to lifetime yeah um <laughs> great actors well the actors were okay the actors were okay i feel like i just like max irons like he didn't do that great in his role he was malcolm that accent was not it but i just like him (laughs) yeah he was good looking yeah he was in the host um and uh, the white queen Mm. yeah so i just like him kelsey Grammer is in it yes and i did like the girl that played corinne 
Oh, me too. Grown up I like friend. me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. The actors were okay. They did a good job. The costumes were good. The set was good. I mean, it did not feel like a lifetime show. It felt like a real nice uh, primetime show. Yeah, for real. It, the, the production value was definitely there. This is like their premiere movie. So I think they really invested in it. Yeah. Um, Brought out all the big guns. But well done. We thoroughly enjoy it. And yeah. if anybody else watches it, please tell us. Like, are we alone in this? No, it is honestly one of the craziest things you will ever watch. It's just so insane. Yeah, like, and and I keep wondering. So I asked you this when we watched the first set of movies. Even though all these people are in incestuous relationships, they're the main characters. So do you kind of root for them or are you completely disgusted? Because I didn't know how to feel about Christopher and Corinne. It's like, oh, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. But also like your brother and sister. Right. (laughs) I'm going to go with I'm not rooting for them. Yeah. (laughs) I... I can't get past the incest. Like, you're in love with your brother. Yeah. I think it's because we have a lot of siblings, and we're so close, but I wouldn't... Yuck. (laughs) No, I I simply don't understand. I don't understand. (laughs) I, like, do not understand at all. Like, I just don't know how you go from, like you're my sister, I love you, to, like, no, I love you, love you. Like, I just, it's so different. Like, it's, it's very, like, no, that's very, that's a very specific type of feeling that you have to have for someone to be intimate with them. And I think it's just really sick that people have that for their family members. Yeah. And I think, I think it's, like, explainable when, like, an elder is abusing a child. That's not something that the child has chosen, um, not that that's okay, but like, there's, there's some, like, you're abusive. You're an abusive adult in mm-hmm. that sense. But for me and you to grow up together and me and you to fall in love. So. Well, no, Corinne and Christopher didn't, didn't grow, grow up, up together. together. But, but like, then the, the other, other kids, the other kids, they <laughs> yeah. literally grow up together as brother and sister. And then they start to their own relationship and, and then fully get married and have kids. Like, that's really fucking weird. Really, really, really weird. Yeah, I keep trying to figure it out because I know why I like the show. It's just like so many twists and turns and it's oh, shocking. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And it's like really good drama. But like there is a really prominent romance element, you know? Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, does everybody else find this romance also weird? Like, because I feel like romance is supposed to be enjoyable and relatable. But in this storyline, I'm just like, this is disgusting. I felt the same way watching the last season of Game of Thrones when Danny and John were getting together. It's oh, like, at the end yeah. of it, it's like, they're still brother and sister. Like, underneath it all, like, even though these are both characters that but are they rooting didn't know. for. They didn't know. Yeah, but then, like, that's a problem. That's that's an, a flaw of the writers. Like, Yeah, no, it's okay if you're doing incest and you don't know. But, like, if you know and you don't <laughs> care... <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. Did you watch... Have you watched any of Carisha Please? No. Young Miami's um, 
podcast? No. She did a, an episode with Kevin Gates. And he basically has a story about this. He was dating this girl. And no. he comes to find out that that's, like, his cousin. <sighs> and they continue to, like, date. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. And he talks about it on the podcast. So they didn't care. After all, he's like, I done did the D. I done did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're already doing it, so like. <laughs> but his grandma was like, "Baby, that's your cousin." <laughs> like no, and he was like, "Well, me and cousin be busting it open." <laughs> like, no, 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 no. After you find out, there's no excuse. You that's are what I said. I was like, "This is disgusting." Like, yuck. Yeah. I don't know. I just. Like, even when you have, like, a homeboy, like, it's hard for me to think of, like, a friend. Like, you know, people always ask me, like, oh, you don't have, like, a homeboy that you can date? And I'm just like, I don't think of them that way. Like, I either think of you as, like, a romantic interest or, like, a possibility of a romantic interest or, like... Or you're my friend. Or you're my friend. Or, you're like, you're my family. Like, it's just, like, I don't know. I just cannot... You don't, like, morph from Mm -hmm. like friend to like lover in my mind no if i like you and i think that we could be something i'm not gonna be your friend right i'm gonna try to date you there's always gonna be that like no like this is flirty this is sexual no i'm not gonna be your friend i'm gonna try to date you and if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out we're moving on yeah right Hmm. i think it's weird yeah no y'all watch the show (laughs) it's just too good uh it's the type of show that you sucks you in i feel like everybody who passes by they get sucked in yeah like you're like wait what wait hold what who's that (laughs) she's dating her uncle that's also her brother how (laughs) he did what yeah, it's one of those. You really do get sucked in. It reminds me of, do you remember R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet <laughs> yes, series? Yes, That's what it was like. Remember how just wild and just like the journey that that went on for like so many videos and songs and whatever? That is this. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> also... What else are you watching? Oh, I'm just watching Stranger Things. Oh, that's cute. Oh, it's so good. This last season is really good. I have to watch the last episode, which is like a movie, Mm. two hours long. Okay. So I have to really sit down and get into it. But yeah, I've been watching Stranger Things. And I've been watching Love Island. It's summertime and it's Love Island. (laughs) Um, Me and our other sister, Marcy, have been watching it. And I am just, that is the best. (laughs) dating show ever this current season hasn't been its greatest for anybody that's watching like this cast wasn't really it for me um but i still like it i did have some favorites and it's done but i don't know who won because i'm a little behind um but davide is my guy davide davide (laughs) not david Davide is my guy. Um, I really liked India. I liked Ekansu, even though she was drama. <laughs> I liked Gemma and Luca. I thought Jax was an asshole from the beginning. Um, I didn't see Tasha as a villain until Casa Amor. Um, because I just think she was playing the field. Like, 
at the end of the day, Andrew was kind of boring. So it's like it it made sense that her head kept getting torn. Um, and I have to see who wins. I'm going to finish it tonight, I think. Um, but it was a good season. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I popped in a few times to a couple episodes. I had a good laugh. If you, don't, if you don't watch Love Island, like, I don't know what to tell you, darling. It's <laughs> such a good show. It, it's just too many episodes for me personally, but I, like, I understand the hype. It is quite good. We got our cousin hooked on it. Like, yeah, so good. Ooh. <laughs> Dory. Oh, yeah, that would be her type of show. <laughs> she was like, do I? I was like, Dory, do you watch? And she was like, do I look like the type of person that watches this? hooked <laughs> hooked she was like what happened did we watch more episodes i'm like okay i see you so yeah great show love love island as always so that's what i'm in right now very nice mm-hmm. all right guys it's time for tea let's get into it there's too much pinkies up um first off j-lo and ben affleck are married Congratulations to them. Congratulations to them. They did it my style, Vegas wedding, simple, Mm -hmm. small, loved it. Yeah, great glam, great hair. Um, She wore wore a nice, clean Christian dress. (laughs) It was a nice, clean Christian dress. (laughs) I didn't like it. This is the year of ugly dresses. Oh, absolutely. Everybody's in their flop era. Everyone's in their flop era. Like, it's really bad. Mm -hmm. Um... Also, congratulations to Teresa Judice. She got married from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, nice. Did you see her? No. Oh, my God. Selena. What did she look like? Girl. (laughs) Good or bad? Girl. Teresa. (laughs) You're not ready. No. Hold on. Girl, that's not even a good picture of the hair. <laughs> the hair. What Let's talk the hell? about it. It was, okay, it was so- camp. It was camp. <laughs> like she was giving camp. She looked I know. so Italian. I know this dress. It's Galia Lahav. Okay. I like. I thought <laughs> I liked that dress, but not in real life it was just a lot not the tiara and then she had on these like pearl gloves and like the crown and the hair like i need you to see the the back of the hair oh my god it's like a full beehive what the hell was that it was camp that was totally camp it was camp and in a weird way, it kind of grew on me, but like... No, 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 no. <laughs> she looks like a toddler's and tiaras. It was just so ridiculous. That looks like a toddler beauty pageant hairstyle. Yes. It's giving honey boo-boo. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys need to look at these photos Um, But congratulations well. to her. And like, oh, I'm absolutely. very happy for her and Louie. But it was a lot. It's so funny. You know, I thought I liked that dress. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I really thought I did. But in real life, maybe not. Maybe I just liked it on the runway. And it was a star-studded affair. All of the girls and the gals were there. The old, the people that were not there were her brother and her and her sister-in-law. Hmm. Teresa and Joe did not attend because they are feuding and they refused to go. 
Well. Which is really sad. Yeah. So it goes. Yeah, this dress is awful. Yeah. People were saying they like the dress, but I don't really like it. Do they like it or is it Galia Lahav? I don't know. It's just, it was a lot. Yeah. It was really a lot. Um, so congratulations to them. It was, a, you know. It was just too much. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in other news, I guess the opposite of a marriage, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have broken up, called it quits after nine months of dating, and supposedly, allegedly, Pete is in trauma therapy after <laughs> after the online harassment from Kanye <laughs> because as soon as like the news dropped that they broke up he Con- t- he posted something on Instagram yeah, Skeet is dead <laughs> Kanye's a menace and not in a funny way not at all like it's not even funny yeah so supposedly Peter's in trauma therapy to get over this cyberbullying from Kanye and nobody knows why they broke up, but they said it was scheduling issues. But apparently a couple weeks ago, P was talking about how he can't wait to be a father, be a father and have a family. And I mean, Kim is done having kids. So maybe there was a fight. I feel like this was like definitely a big fight breakup and not just like a amicable breakup. Yeah, I don't think it, it was like easy. Yeah, no, this was not a scheduling breakup. This was a blow up in my face breakup. yeah especially because they were so happy mm-hmm. she's like the happiest she's ever been she's having more fun she's ever had i when I, they first got together i was like this is fake but then after a while i'm like okay they she really does seem like she's in it especially when you watch the show like she seemed very happy and all the previews of like next season them at the met gala all of that kind of stuff it did seem very real like he does have her name branded on him tattoos of her kids initials like it they did seem very in it but i never thought they were gonna last so like at this point i'm just like okay like finally they broke up makes sense like i've been waiting for it but at the same time i'm also like there's something about their relationship that never really sat right with me really no how so that like it just wasn't completely real i don't know if it wasn't completely real or if it was just like blown up to be more than it was i i don't know i can't put my finger on it i just like i've never really been like about it you know what it was i saw a tiktok that basically said that kim can't be with someone who's less famous than her so even though this was a real relationship they had to play it up for pr to elevate pete to kim's level Mm. and that was like the chris jenner momager like machine behind this like oh this is who you want to date you have to elevate him that makes we sense. We have to elevate him. That makes sense. And look at all the opportunities that have come this his way after dating her. He's shooting a movie right now. Yeah. Well, and he's got a movie. movie coming out as we speak. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like he's he was people think he's so talented and like I just don't see it. Like I like he just doesn't do it for me, but that's like yeah. a personal thing. You see, I don't think he's that talented. I don't really think he's funny, but like there's something about him. <laughs> he grew on me. I think is he's that, kinda, Is that the Kim effect? No, 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 no. I swear he's kind of hot. 
I promise you. You like you know, that's your type. <laughs> I like a kind of ugly, dirty kind of looking man. Yeah, you do. But like, I never thought he was attractive until I saw a TikTok compilation of him. This is what TikTok has <laughs> done to me. He, you know, those compilations yeah. of celebrities doing things. He's a little one too, and I was like, oh, there's something there. <laughs> and then as I saw more photos of him, I was like, okay, Pete kind of like got something i just think it was like really weird how like ingrained in the family he was and like how kind of ingrained with the kids he was like that's scary like when he tattooed the name the branding like i don't know it was just like a lot for something that was so new and so no, like on the heels of her divorce like i just feel like it was very much a, a rebound relationship and he was treating it like his... it was the end all be all that is his jam adriana he <laughs> got engaged to ariana grande after being with her for two months and the, he had multiple tattoos from their relationship too I'm he has borderline personality disorder this is his jam okay if kim would have allowed it they would have gotten married i wouldn't be surprised if he already proposed a couple times and kim had to say no yeah and i think she does have like more eggs or embryos or something and he was like let's have a baby and she was like no <laughs> like yeah no um so yeah they're done we can all move on collectively Mm -hmm. let's stay in kardashian camp chloe it came out while we were on hiatus that chloe and tristan were expecting another baby by surrogate Mm -hmm. and she has announced this past week same day as kim and pete is breakup they announced it like an hour within each other um, she announced that the baby was born via surrogate um, last week. It's a little boy. Aww. So now she's got a girl and a boy. Congratulations to Chloe. Congratulations. I don't I don't even think it's like congratulations to Tristan because I just don't, you know, he's just going to do what he's already doing. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy for her to have another kid. And it's like she might as well just have one like no good baby daddy. Yeah. Keep it in the family. You might as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, other baby news. Okay. Elon Musk <laughs> had a baby. Had two babies. Okay, so Elon Musk is going through a lot right now. So it came out that he was having an affair with the CEO of Google's wife. That was a whole scandal. And then come to find out that he was like having twins, right? Mm-hmm. Twins with one of his company, old company executives knocked her up that was another scandal and then come to find out that his daddy (laughs) this is another brother sister nasty thing so his father is expecting a child second child second child with his stepdaughter that he raised since she was five years old yep this is elon musk's stepsister and keep in mind, this stepsister that the dad has raised since she was five years old, she has siblings that are also his kids. Yeah. She has half-siblings that are, like, that's their dad. Her yeah. man is their dad. Um, her parents, their her mother was married to him for 18 years. Yeah. So, like, she's, she's fucking her stepdad that, like, her mom was, like, fully with for the longest time. And she has siblings with <laughs> them. Not one, but two kids with this man. Two kids. And Elon Musk was supposedly enraged. He was? Mm, yeah, supposedly he was. 
I know her siblings are also mad. I heard that. Her siblings are like, what the fuck? Why are you fucking dad? <laughs> yeah, so, so strange. But the father's excuse is it is our job to populate this world. But Elon must kind of be on the same shit no, with all these goddamn the, kids. He's, he is on the same shit. Like, he, he, he thinks it's, like, his duty to, like, populate the earth and, like, keep our, the, the, the lines of of humanity going and that's why he's so willing to like have all these kids like he has like 10 kids nine kids nine yeah something crazy like that it's giving trash (laughs) (laughs) it's giving very ghetto it's giving you guys y'all need to be locked up (laughs) (laughs) you're one of the richest men in the world you're just out here slanging it around like that you don't have any like i get that because i i don't know why i get that but like for elon i'm just like it's just a little weird like i think it's like a weird i think it's very strange how men will just have kids and it's only it's really because they don't raise them like if they had to raise them they wouldn't have all these kids yeah it would be impossible to them like of course you feel like it's fine to have nine kids because you probably only see them once a week if that yeah like you facetime like you probably take an hour out of your day to facetime all nine of your kids and like that's as much as the parenting as you have to do you're not involved in the emotional like support you're not you're not doing bath time you're not reading bedtime stories you're not dealing with the tantrums when they don't want to eat the chicken nuggets you're not you're not helping them learn their multiplication tables you're not there for any of that and that it's it's so extremely easy for men to be like sure i'll have all these kids because they don't have to do anything after they have them like once they fulfill their financial obligation like society's view and even their own view of themselves as fathers is done and it just like totally disgusts me like him nick cannon like it's just so irresponsible like i freaking cannot stand men like that yeah no it it is thoroughly disgusting um yeah we heard a lot about him in just like a two-week span (laughs) it was like uh, the kid then the daddy then the fair and it's like what is going on elon (laughs) he's messy he's so messy Anyways, moving on. Yeah. So another update from Heather Ray Young and Tark Al Musa. They are pregnant and they yes. are expecting a little boy. I how congratulations cute. to them. Congratulations. They to announced them. that. Very excited for them. There's just you know there's always something going. On. I think something else happened with the, the ex wife, but I can't remember what it is right now. With Christina. Yeah, Christina and her. Some guy that she's with, something, oh. something, some mix up, mix up. I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Moving on. Um, Will Smith has spoken out for the first time since yes. the slap. He made a very long video on Instagram, taking questions, answering all the things, saying all the things. He basically was like, "It's been really hard not to think of myself as a piece of shit, and it's been really difficult." For me to deal with this behind the scenes. And he's like, I take full responsibility. This doesn't has nothing to do with Jada. Like it, it this was me. 
Yeah. Um, which I did appreciate him taking responsibility for that. Yeah, I did appreciate that. I thought it was a very nice apology. Me too. Um, he said what he needed to say. And I think it, he needed to say it. Yeah. Whichever agreed. way you you feel about him and, and the whole situation, like, he did need to speak on it eventually, and I'm glad that he did. Yeah, and he apologized to everybody. He even apologized to the person whose award um, was... Uh, Questlove. Yeah, Questlove. Um, he apologized to Chris Rock's mom, his brother, I think. Yes, he did. It It was what it needed to be. And I just feel bad because I feel like I didn't have to come to this. Right. In some ways, I wish Chris would have fought back. Because (laughs) if they both did the fight in, it's just kind of like men being men. But because it was just one-sided, it was an assault. Right. (laughs) And like, we can't tolerate that. Right. I wish Chris would have just fought back. That would have been hilarious. Oh, if if it just would have been a fight, I think it would have been fine. And I feel like I mentioned this before. I think so. Yeah, but yeah. That would have been hilarious. No, but it's right. You're if they right, just, though. If they just fought, <laughs> nobody would have thought about it again. Yeah. It's the fact that like Chris Rock made himself a victim. Right. But Chris Rock did speak on it finally, and he says... Yeah, that shit hurt, motherfucker. But I shook that shit off and went to work the next day. And he says, I'm not a victim. Then why didn't you fight him? I don't go to the hospital for a paper cut. Like, it is what it is. I took it on the chin and I kept it moving. No, I think... And he also said, anyone who says words hurt has never been punched in the face. (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh my god, I kind of like that. Um, I like that he didn't make it a spectacle of it. Like, he yeah. didn't speak on it before, he didn't address it on stage. Like, now he's just kind of like, yeah, that shit hurt. I got, I got sucker punched. Like, it is what it is, but you know, you take, you win some, you lose some, and that is one. That- I think you should have given Will Smith a little tackle, <laughs> a little, ah. <laughs> And it would have been fine. It wouldn't have been this big of a deal. <laughs> Probably not. But it would have been a whole bigger deal for a number of other reasons. Can you imagine if security would have had to rush this in? Oscar shut down. Oh my God. I'm dying. Like, no. That would have been too much. That would have been so much better. In whatever universe that happened in. I want to go there. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been hilarious. Like, hilarious. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who can? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad to put this behind us. He's got it. He just signed on for some, like, new movie. Some huge movie. Oh, nice. Will Smith. So he's not canceled. He was never going to be. Okay, great. Yeah. I was just scared of that. Because, you know, people wanting to be canceling everybody. I just feel like you can't. You cannot cancel Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock when li- when people are out here like literal abusers, rapists, and they're running around fine. Yeah, for like sure. you just no. I I would not stand for that. Yeah, 
That good, wholesome Christian man. No. <laughs> you know, violence is not the answer, but uh, sometimes you gotta, like, slap someone. Right! <laughs> sometimes a nigga deserves to get punched in the face. Like, it happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm in full, like, yeah, like, I had to fight her. <laughs> I support that. I, I'm someone that supports a good beatdown every so often. But hey, yeah. You gotta get into it. It should be happening. Nothing wrong with it. Something I said the other day to my friend that she was dying about was, I don't believe in being the bigger person. For who? <laughs> For why? For why? For what? The bigger person. Yeah. What does that do? Yeah. It's, be scrappy. <laughs> it's very rarely rewarded or it doesn't feel like, um, it doesn't feel like, uh, what is that word? Fuck. I can't think of the word. Fulfilling. Yeah, like it's not um, satisfactory. It's not. It's not. It's not satisfying. Yeah, I simply don't believe in being the bigger person. (laughs) You're. I'm gonna get scrappy with you. Period. Yeah. Don't try me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In other other news, this doesn't really connect, but you know, had to be discussed. Ricky Martin. Oh he was accused of an incestual relationship with his nephew. Just a lot of incest today um, right. and domestic violence, but the charges were dropped. You gotta plug in. And Ricky Martin said it was a lie. So I think uh, we can assume that maybe this was untrue. Um, yeah, I think we can. The charges were dropped. I think an investigation did happen. And he basically said... It's not plugged in. He basically said that, um, yeah, like this, this nephew of mine is severely mentally ill and is making this up. And this is not true in any sense of the word. And like, I'm innocent. Yeah. Um, crazy stuff. Very crazy. Very weird. Like, I just thought the whole thing was weird. Even Mm -hmm. the way it's gone about, like, what came out now that shows that 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 didn't happen i don't know it's just like a a weird accusation it's a weird it's just very weird yeah that was a really weird story very strange Mm -hmm. what else you got um i want to talk about one thing in the real housewives universe jen shaw pleads guilty (gasps) (laughs) to her charges all of them (laughs) <laughs> to I think like three of them. Oh she basically took a plea deal. Oh, okay. Um, because the trial was gonna start, and her lawyers finally were like, "We've got to give this up. You're fucking guilty, bitch. Everybody that works for you has pled yeah, guilty and has I... taken some sort of deal. You've got to. You're not gonna win this. Poor thing. <laughs> so now she is waiting for sentencing, and that will happen in the fall, like in the coming months, and it's. At most, she'll get like nine years is what the charges carry. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I was listening to a podcast and this um, criminal attorney was saying that she thinks she'll get like three. That's not that bad. It's not bad, but it's still a lot. Yeah. But it's like fraud, wire fraud, uh, money laundering. Mm -hmm. The charges are pretty steep. So. Yeah. yeah, those are real crook charges. Yeah, so it would make sense. 
just thinking about that other person that we know that went to jail for fraud, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> three years seems, yeah, mm-hmm. seems about right. Yeah. Maybe more. Maybe, Maybe more. five. Yeah. Poor thing. We'll see. But can't wait to see that unfold. Yeah. Um, and that's it for Real Housewife drama. What I really want to talk about and what everybody has talked about for the last, I think, 10 days nonstop on all the social media that I follow is Beyonce. Renaissance came out. The album is here. We got it. We loved it. We enjoyed it. There was so much drama around it. I could go on for what was the drama? Days and years and months about how much I love this album. First of all, I have to say, this might not be your cup of tea in terms of music. This might not be your favorite Beyonce album that she's ever put out, but I do think this is her best body of work, mm. just because stylistically. This is such a stretch for her. I think it. she pushed past anything that she's ever done before. And this is just so unexpected that it is, it's like such a testament to her like ability of, as an artist to just continue to evolve like 20 years into her career. Like it's just masterful. Every single song is so good. The transitions are amazing. The lyrics are great. She starts the album with like just banger after banger after banger. I mean, I could go on forever with each song, but I'm not going to get into yeah. all of it. But on one of the songs on, well, there was a couple pieces of controversy. First of all, when she released the track list, um, and all the writers and producers that were on it, Khalees was named on one of the songs. Heated, I think. And it was an interpolation of Milkshake mm-hmm. that was used on the track. Yeah, I remember that. Khalees does not own the rights to Milkshake. Pharrell and Chad do from the mm. Neptunes. So in the past, that has been sampled and used. And Khalees is like, I was basically swindled out of my music rights they were stolen for me by pharrell and they purposely use it with other artists to basically like stick it to me that i don't own Mm. it and so she felt like as a courtesy beyonce should have reached out to her just to say like hey i'm using your track just wanted to let you know whatever whatever even though that that she didn't have to do that she's like other artists have done that for me in the past and like that's respectable so 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 like woman to woman that's what she i think that she should have done so khalees was like ranting on social media about that so beyonce just very silently a week into the the, took her off just took removed the sample from the track (laughs) dropped her from from the credits just whoop, wait goodbye. so the song is no more or she just took that part out no she just literally took off the it was like a drum an mm. interpolation underneath it that was like building on the beat so she just took that part out you put it Did that part make the song not really okay it's not something that was integral but you know it's just one of those things like she what beyonce did with the song is like she took a lot of reference tracks and like beats and like 
layered them on top of each other. Like one of the songs has like 24 writers on it just because of how many pieces of music she used to put together for but this didn't album. We didn't, did I send you that TikTok of the guy who was talking about how she did that with Lemonade too? Yeah. So Beyonce is known for doing that. Right. And like the way that a lot of these songs have come to be, it's so many contributing writers. And right. Like, even if she takes like a word from a song, it's like you're, you get a credit. Right. Because that's just how she does it. Right. You know, um, great example. Soulja Boy is credited on Lemonade for Hold Up because the end part. Oh, no, 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 put my swing yeah. on. Yeah. Look in the mirror, see what's up. Like, who would have thought? But, right. Like, uh, you have to do that. And Beyonce's just known for that. Exactly. So she did that for a lot of the songs. And Khalees was like caught up in that. So Beyonce just said, okay, you want to talk? There's controversy. No problem removed yeah done removed we're done here then that same song there was a there was a lyric that said um spazzing on that ass Mm -hmm. i don't know don't cancel me um but basically that word Mm -hmm. spaz people within the disability community take that as a slur because Mm -hmm. it it is used to describe people that are um that are having like some sort of like i don't know fit i don't know how to explain it um but they 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 deem it as something derogatory Mm -hmm. so even though it's been like in the public lexicon as being used as just like you know you're going crazy on something like the disability community is like that's really a slur and that's not right so she rewrote the lyric updated it on all the platforms was like no problem changed yeah lizzo recently did that like two weeks ago also on her new song she also had a line that used that and she was like no problem totally get where you're coming change the lyric yeah so beyonce is just like in it she's doing it she's dodging the bullets there was like another controversy about a line that she said about the birkin bag she was like my birkins are in storage my telfar is imported and people were like, oh, Birkins are done. What? Like, all the Birkins are done. They're like, Beyonce said the Birkins are done, that the only bag that you should be carrying is a Telfar. And it's like, no, she didn't. She just said that, like, she's just, like, the whole song is about designers. And, and sh- the line is really about basically lifting up black art to the level that mm. we lift up, like, traditional designer houses and so she's like yeah my my birkins are in storage my telvar is imported and that's what is on my wrist like kind of thing and people just took it and ran with it in all these different ways and i just feel like people love to hate beyonce it's like she just gives them something to talk about and it's like she's just so far above you like just stop that's so funny but anyways the album is amazing we haven't had any visuals for it which i'm like sis where's the video what's going on what's going on yeah but they say like she has said that this is going to be a three act series so they're saying that there's two other albums and i saw on twitter like yesterday that um she had updated her website for like a second with um dates for like september for like a new drop so we might be getting a second album like in a month 
Which would so, be... So, like, album, album, movie. I don't know. Like, maybe album, album, tour? But then where's the videos? I don't know. Are we getting a movie or not? I don't know. Like, I'm used to these, like, we get the songs, we get the videos. Like, it's a whole visual album. Like, that's what we've come to know. That's what we've come to expect. But I think it would be so cool if she didn't drop any any videos. And she was just like, come to the tour to experience the oh. visuals. And it's like the whole, from like beginning, from the second you get out of your car at the parking lot, it's like a visual experience going mm. into the tour, going through, you know, like taking, we'll call and like everything. Yeah. Like, I think that would be like such an interesting concept to really like immerse us in this like real party of an album. Like it's not even about what she's going to give us because the album is such like, it's so dance heavy. Yes. That like, if it was like a party with her kind of performing, like that would just be amazing. If it was like a world that she built for yeah. this album, I think that would be super kind of interesting. like a Travis Scott Astro World, like a yes Beyonce world. Even like a, a, a festival that was just like this is the experience. Like that would be mm. amazing. Yeah. I, and then she makes a movie. Right? Like, you know, <laughs> documenting everything afterwards. Yeah. I would love that. I think that would be so interesting because it. I don't know when we're getting visuals. Like, as of right now, there's, there's not a video inside. Hmm. Very into the song. Very interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. And, like, some of it, like, the songs, like, certain songs are so, like, not in her wheelhouse that... I can't even figure out, like, where I would want to listen to them, like, at. You know when you can hear a song and you're like, I need to be on a boat to hear this at its peak? Like, some of the songs on this album, I'm like, I don't think a place exists for this song to live in. Mm. Like, Alien Superstar, I don't know where I would go and feel like this is the peak of what this song is. This is the, the... venue that i should be listening to it in like it just doesn't exist like it's on mars like it's it's on mars (laughs) just i love the album so much i could literally go on forever but like bravo beyonce lovely job amazing job she doesn't miss so good she doesn't miss so good like i literally bought a box of merch that i i didn't even know what was gonna look like like you bought her merch yes did it come yeah oh i want to see i'll show it to you okay um so i think that's it yeah that's all we've got i think that's all we got oh rest in peace to olivia newton john oh yes and the designer is a miyaki they both have passed away this week and that's very sad two very talented mm-hmm. artists in their own right rest in peace rest to in them. peace to them so i think that's a good place to end it thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the tvnt podcast go out head and subscribe to us wherever you are listening wherever you are listening please leave us a five-star review tell us something nice only if it's nice and if you're watching us on youtube feel free to subscribe and to give this video a thumbs up and we will be back with another episode to serve with the tea on the latest tv and pop culture news bye guys bye